Turn with me, please, in the scriptures to Luke, the fifth chapter. Let's pray. Let's release faith. Believe for the rest of the service. Did you hear that healings are happening? They are. They are. Healings are happening. They're popping like popcorn. Here a healing, there a healing, everywhere a healing, healing, pop, pop, pop. Let's agree together for utterance and anointing and answers and healings, right? Right now, right now, tonight. Father, in Jesus' name, we all come together. We agree together as touching this, asking you for utterance, that we may speak as the oracles of God, that you may speak through us. It may be beyond us. And for all of us to have ears and eyes and a heart and a mind that can see, hear, and discern, help us, Lord, to to respond correctly and rise up in faith that your power may be manifested according to your will and that healings and outstanding things happen. Everybody say this out loud. Lord, we pray. Lord, we pray. Stretch forth your hands hand. to, to heal and that mighty things, that mighty things may, be done may be done in the name, in the name of, our Lord Jesus. of our Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We ask it and we thank you for it, Lord. Amen, so be it, so be it, so be it. Luke 5, are you there? We began a few weeks ago on a series we're calling Hear and Be Healed. Hear and Be Healed. In Luke 5 and 15, Luke 5, 15, it says, But so much the more, Went there a fame abroad of him, talking about Jesus, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. My, my. Seeing things while I'm speaking. (laughs) They came together to what? To what? To be healed. Not first. First, they what? To hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. If you read down just a, well, we'll read the 16th verse, the next two verses. He withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed, verse 17. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea. And Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. What's the master doing? He's teaching. So they're hearing, right? He's speaking, they're hearing. And while this is happening, this is not getting ready to happen, this is not about to happen, while he's speaking, The power to heal them is there. There. Present. 
And if you just stop right here, if the story ended right here, nobody is getting healed. Is it possible for the power to be present for healing and people not get healed? Yes. Yes. Is it possible for the power to be present, manifest, for people to be born again and them not be born again? Yeah, the Lord's not going to make somebody receive it. The power can be there. The anointing can be there. The truth can be being preached and taught. And somebody can hear it and be under tremendous conviction and see and realize they're lost without him and know what they need to do. And they can get up and walk out. And there be no manifestation of salvation. And yet you can't say it wasn't the Lord's will for them to be born again. And you can't say the power wasn't there. It was his will. And the power was there, present. Well, healing's the same way. And many, many other things, the same way. Just because something didn't happen does not prove that somehow it wasn't God's will. This is a big confusion that's throughout the church. People say, well, if it's God's will, it'll happen. If it didn't happen, it must not be God's will. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Wrong. Is it his will for anybody to perish? No. The Bible's very plain. It is not his will for anyone to perish. Are people perishing? Yes. By huge numbers. So there's a whole lot of things happening on this planet that are not the will of God and that are not pleasing to him. Because he really did give mankind a free will. You can choose to believe. Or not. You can choose to receive or not. You can choose to respond or to ignore. I'm glad you're in church tonight. Because <laughs> you're indicating you're a believer. You're a receiver. You're a responder. Amen. Uh, the power is there. Now, if you read the rest of the story, you'd have to add. To the scriptures to say that any of those Pharisees and doctors of the law got healed. And yet the Bible said the power was there present to heal them. Somebody came in from the outside. Tore off the roof. Let the guy in. He got healed. (laughs) Why? Because the people that were in the room with Jesus did not come to hear. Nor did they come to be healed. They came to criticize. They came to find fault. If you read the rest of the passages, these scribes, these Pharisees, these doctors of the law, they were taking notes to try to catch him in something that they could report him to the leaders. They're looking for some way. They're not open. They don't have ears to hear. And because they didn't hear, they didn't get healed, even though the power was there to heal them. They missed a tremendous blessing. I mean, think about it. You're in the room with Jesus. You're hearing the master preach to you and teach to you. And the anointing is there, present. And you got a whole room full of folks sitting there like a bump on the log, getting nothing. Nothing. 
and left still sick with their problems. Trying to find fault. Trying to say something negative about him. Oh, folks don't realize it. My, my heart just goes out at times. People that, you know, I, I used to take it personally. But thank God I believe I've grown some. You know, we've got a lot of ugly letters about preaching healing, miracles, speaking in tongues, gifts of the Spirit. But especially about prosperity. And, uh, and you know, people have said all manner of unkind things. But the thing that stands out to me is uh, folks don't realize it's not about me. It's not about me and them. They are pushing away their prosperity by rejecting this word, which is part of the gospel. By rejecting it, they are pushing away their bills being paid, their needs being met, their children being well cared for. They're fighting for their right to be sick and broke. That's not smart. But see, these folks in this room with Jesus this day, did he convince any of them? Mm -mm. They didn't receive. But there were some more boys on the outside. (laughs) And they decided, well, I don't care who's in there. I don't care how full the place is. We're getting you in there, buddy. Can you take this? We will just haul you straight up the side, and we'll go over there, and we'll tear off some tiles. We're going to get you in there. You may, He said, get me in there. Get me in there. <laughs> Why? Because he believes. Amen. He's heard something yes. that's caused him to think like this and want this. Yes, yes. Somebody say, hear, hear. And, be and be healed. Don't hear, don't hear. and won't be healed. Go to the 6th chapter. 6.17. He came down with them and stood in the plain. And the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem. And from the sea coast of Tyre and Zidon. See these are multiple cities. There are thousands of people we're talking about here. And what did they come to do? They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. This is not something that just happened one isolated time. This was an ongoing thing. To hear him. And to be healed of their diseases. Verse 18. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits. And they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. For there went virtue. Or power out of him. And healed them all. Now out of thousands of people. He mentioned four different cities and areas. You mean there wasn't one? It wasn't God's will to heal? There wasn't even two or three? That God was working something out in their life? And teaching them something and it just wasn't time for them? Not a one? Say it out loud. Healed them all. How many is it God's will to be saved? All. All. How many is it God's will to be healed? All. All. People say, well, no, not everybody's healed. Not everybody's saved either. Same thing. Something not happening does not prove the will of God. People say, well, I prayed and nothing happened. 
I don't mean God let you down. I don't mean it was God's will for it not to happen. We've come short. Our faith hadn't been what it should be. Hmm? Our understanding hadn't been what it should be. The Lord didn't miss it. And he is faithful. I said he is faithful. He is faithful. He will never let you down. If you got let down, it could be you. It could be other folks you know, but it wasn't God. I said it wasn't God. He didn't let you down. Now the devil will tell you he did. But he is a dirty dog liar. Hmm? That's going to get his real soon. And you want to separate yourself from him by a wide distance. Go with me if you would to Proverbs, fourth chapter. Proverbs 4. Hear and be healed. If you want to be healed. If you need to be healed. Don't just get fixated on I need to be healed, I need to be healed, I need to be healed. No, what needs to happen? I need to hear. You've got natural means, and uh, I believe God has given men knowledge in medicine and uh, procedures, etc. And I believe there are men and women that have a call on their life. To be physicians and nurses and technicians. Just like I'm called to preach. Hmm? I do. And God anoints people. He anoints their minds. He anoints their hands. But he has not given men to us. To replace him. As our healer. That would be a bad deal. (laughs) They are a natural helps. To God, our great physician, our healer. And, and I don't care. They can be the most brilliant surgeon in the world. And they can do a perfect surgery on you. That did not heal you. Once they get through. Now you need to heal up. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Nobody ever healed you. Except. Your good God. He put a certain amount of healing in every one of us when we're born, when he created man. That's why when you scrape your knee, it don't stay scraped the rest of your life. (laughs) Or skin your elbow or your knuckle. What happened? Healing. There is no intelligent person that doesn't believe in healing. We've all, if you live very long, you've experienced some healing. Well, it all comes from the same place. The creator. Hallelujah. And where that came from, there's more. I said there's more. He can increase the amount of healing working in a body. Twofold, threefold, tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold. And when you get these kind of levels of healing power working, that's when you see instantaneous things happen. It don't last five minutes. It's done. And if we'll believe God, he'll crank her up. Anybody like cranky? Come on, you this sound good to you? Crank her up. Crank her up. I'm talking about healing power. The level of it. The amount of it. Did it happen in Jesus' day? Did he spend a large portion of his time in ministry 
with people being healed. Ministering. Has he changed? He hasn't changed. He'll never change. He's still greatly interested in people that are hurting, getting help, and being healed. He's bought it. He's paid for it. He took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our pains. Hallelujah. By his stripes, we are and were healed. Right? A lot of folks don't believe it. But for those that do, and those that will hear it, along with the hearing, comes the healing. They're connected. Hallelujah. In Proverbs 4 and 10, Proverbs 4.10 says, Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life shall be many. You can have a lot of years of life if what? If what? What does it start with? If you'll hear. Now let, let me just pause right here. We mentioned this last week. I want to say it again. When he says God's word in, in just a couple of verses, God's words are medicine, life and medicine. That's not only referring to scriptures that deal with healing. It's all of God's words. Because when things are not right in our life, getting a healing, getting a bill paid is not the only thing that's required. There are many other things connected with it. Every person's different. Every person's life's different. A lot of times when a person's in a bad condition, whether it's me or you, it didn't start yesterday. Hmm? It started 20 years ago. Thinking wrong, believing wrong, doing wrong, speaking wrong, going down the wrong path, and, and little by little and then more by more, the problems got worse and worse, and here we are. So yeah, we need a healing. Yeah, we need a miracle. Yeah, we need a financial miracle. But that's not all we need. We need to realize how we got here and get it fixed. So that we don't, even if we did get a miracle, we don't want to wind up in the same shape next week or next year, right? The Lord wants it fixed. I know uh, years ago in having the opportunity to minister in Brother Hagin's healing school, there was a very wealthy couple who came with their young son. And they had been to every medical thing and, and no hope. And he was young, and they said he should have been dead days ago. So as a last resort, they heard about Brother Hagin and how his ministry was healing and those kind of things. And they came to healing school, and I was ministering in those days there. Well, after ministering for a couple of days, I just in my spirit felt like we're not making progress like we need to here. They were there with other people in our healing classes. And so I, in praying about it, seeking the Lord, I didn't hear a thing. I didn't fall into a trance. But in my spirit, I saw this in my heart and mind. I saw these folks... And like, like if these folks were the Lord here, they were not wanting to get any closer than they had to, to get to healing. And then they wanted to go back to their life, which was godless. 
They didn't go to church. They didn't honor God. They weren't involved in kingdom things. They were very wealthy people too. But how many understand when I say wealthy, not really. True wealth involves a relationship with God and peace and joy and, of course, your family and your health and all those things. And the reason he showed me that, that's a problem. Not that he's holding out on them. It's just they want something he can do, but they don't really want him. That's a problem. And them not wanting him is how they got in this place. You know, not necessarily that they had committed all these terrible sins. I'm not saying that, but the door was open for the enemy to get to them. And so what I saw is the fa- our father is our father. And if you come to him going, Lord, I need this, I need this, I, he'll say, I know, baby, I know. Come here. Come here. I know you need it. He's already bought it. He's already paid for it. He's already done it. It's not a matter of you trying to talk him into doing it. You need help receiving it. Amen. You need to get your thinking straightened out. You believe in straightened out. And he knows exactly how to get you there in the shortest time. But in order to get that, you got to want him. Not just what he can do. He'll say, come here. Lord, I'm hurting. I need to be healed. I need to be healed. Do you imagine how many people have begged God in their distress and in their pain and their darkness? He says, well, if I was God, I'd just fix it all. Is that right? So you're more just than him. And you're more compassionate than him. I know not. I started to say I don't think so, but I'll just say I know not. He's doing it exactly the way it has to be done, whether we understand it or not, and should be done. What he'll say is, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come right on up here, sit down, sit down right here. (laughs) I need money, I need money. He said, I don't get money, I don't get, do you remember what I told you 33 years ago? What are you going to do about that? Or tell you something you never heard. But it's not just about getting healed. What needs to happen? We need to hear from him. And it's not just getting a revelation of his will for healing or learning a thing or two about faith. It's much, much bigger. It's our whole life. And he will talk to you. He'll tell you things that seemingly are unconnected. I remember Phyllis and I were struggling financially. Oh, it was about 10 years into our ministry. And man, we had sown and we had made confessions and we had prayed and we'd done some things. And still, month after month, we just... And he was talking to me about making some changes in ministry. And I... I thought I was busy and I didn't want to add any more to my plate. And so if you don't want something to be the Lord, you can just kind of pretend you didn't hear it. You didn't notice. What was that? I don't know. What was that? And boy, if you do that, the enemy will jump on the bandwagon. He'll go, you don't know what that was. You just ate some pizza or something. I mean, you just, you, we don't know what that was. And you can just ignore it at your own risk. 
And uh, so months went by, months went by, and our finances were hung up. And, and finally I went and I sat down in, in my chair after work one day, and nobody was in the living room, and, and it came up in my spirit about me doing some things the Lord was doing in ministry, which would add to my plate. And I just stopped. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. That's you. I know that's you. Forgive me for dragging my feet. If you want me to do it, yes, sir. I know you know best. But with your help, I don't know how, but with your help, we'll do it. And I mean immediately, he said, now I'm going to talk to you about your finances. I didn't know they were connected. I didn't know that one had anything to do with the other. And as soon, see, I was unwilling in this area. And that was hindering me in this area. I didn't know it, but he did. And as soon as I got willing and we made the change, Breaks came off of our finances. He wasn't holding it back from me. I was just opening the door to the enemy to hinder me and steal from me because of my unwillingness. Can you see this, friends? So, yeah, I needed money, but what did I need more than anything else? I needed to hear him. And when I say hear, I don't just mean it bounced off my eardrums. I needed to hear it. And receive it. And do it. Be willing. And follow up and do it. Keep reading. He said. uh, Hear O my son. Receive my sayings. And the years of your life shall be. Does that sound good to you? Many. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her. For she is your life. Skip down to verse 18. The path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more into the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Hallelujah. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep what in the midst of your heart? Keep what in front of your eyes all the time? What he told you. About what? About everything. Not just healing. About everything. Because he's right. About everything. And the. uh, He knows the way I should go. And the way you should go. It's dangerous to ignore him. Not because he's going to get mad at you. And swat you. It's because if you ignore the good shepherd. And become an independent sheep. What happens to the little independent sheep. Who trail farther and farther. Away from the leadership of the shepherd. And get separated from the flock. They become lunch. (laughs) For hungry wolves. And predators. Is that right? And it's not because the shepherd wanted them to be devoured and the shepherd didn't devour them. If they'd have stayed close to the shepherd, they'd have been safe. The psalmist said, my soul follows hard after thee. What does that mean? If the Lord stops suddenly, my nose is going to be planted right into his back because I'm right here. How many think that's the smart thing for every little sheep to do? God's not our problem. 
God's not the destroyer. God's not hurting us. God's not withholding things from us. It's too many little independent sheep. (laughs) This is the problem. (laughs) Somebody say, not me, not me, not me. Go with me to Isaiah, please. Isaiah 53. Anybody notice some good things in Isaiah 53? Oh boy. So rich. So good. Isaiah 53 and 4. 53 4 says, Surely he has borne our griefs. And if you have studied this at all or heard any ministry about it, you know that Isaiah is by the Spirit seeing centuries into the future seeing Jesus take our place and become our sacrifice and that Jesus bore our griefs he carried our sorrows yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of God and afflicted the people standing there looking at Jesus on the cross when it actually happened that day many of them said well he must have been a bad man look he's gotten judged He was getting judged, but not for anything he did. It was us. It was our sins. Verse 5, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was on him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. All we like sheep have done what? Independent. Gone your own way. Not following the shepherd. Not listening to the shepherd. When the shepherd calls, Keith. What's Keith supposed to do? Huh? What's Keith? I'm talking about me. Didn't Jesus say in John 10, I am the good shepherd. And my sheep know my voice. A stranger's voice they won't follow. I call them by name. And they follow me. Do you have a good shepherd? Hmm? When he calls you, what are you supposed to do? Hmm? Too busy working? Huh? Already had something planned? Hang out time? This is not something to feel bad about and go, yeah, yeah, I need to do better. No, don't respond that way. It's dangerous. It's what it is. Because you don't see you and I don't see the big picture. He said, Keith, come here. Come here. Now listen to me. Stop doing this. Start doing this. Don't go that way. Go this way. And me being just a little sheep, I don't know why he's saying these things. I was just focused on some grass I saw over there (laughs) and a good drink of water and maybe a nice nap. I'm a sheep. 
what I don't know is he sees that the wolf has a trap for me over here. And if I don't turn left when he says turn left, if I don't do what he says do when he says do it, he can bite me. He can hurt me. He can get to me. It is imperative that you and I listen and hear and respond. This has not been emphasized enough in Christianity. People have just said, well, whatever the Lord's will is, it's going to happen, and we don't understand it, and a lot of bad stuff happens, but somehow it's got, everything happens for a reason, and God's doing things we just don't understand. Yeah, the reason could be your little independent sheep that won't listen, and you got hit. That could be the reason. Not that it ever was the will of God. Not hearing is one of the biggest problems in all of humanity. Not listening. Not paying attention. He said, be still. Know that I am God. If you'll listen, if you'll take heed, keep in front of you what I'm saying, what's going to happen? He told Joshua, if you'll keep this in your meditation and in your mouth, you'll have good success. You'll prosper. What's he saying? I'm going to keep you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to direct you. But it's not going to be where you went ignoring God. It's going to be where you wound up following him. That's where we're going to find all these good things. Do you believe it? Notice this phrase in verse 5 though. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes were healed. So read that out loud everybody a time or two. The chastisement of my peace was on him. And with his stripes I am healed. Say it two more times. The chastisement of my peace was on him. And with his stripes I am healed. One more time. The chastisement of my peace was on him, and with his stripes I am healed. What does healing have to do with peace? They're obviously connected. Look with me over in the 57th chapter of Isaiah. Isaiah 57. He talked about individuals that were froward and went the wrong way. But if they would humble themselves, verse 17, they went frowardly on in their way. This is Isaiah 57, 17. But verse 18, I have seen his ways. If you put the earlier part of the chapter to that he humbled himself. I've seen his ways and what? I will heal him and I'll do what? I will lead him also and restore comforts to him and to his mourners. I create the fruit of the lips, God says. Boy, that's a revelation, isn't it? I create the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to him that is afar off and to him that is near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. But the wicked are like a troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace. 
says my God, to the wicked. Is there a connection between peace and healing? Yes, there is. Jeremiah 33, 6. Jeremiah 33, 6. He said, Behold, I will bring it health and cure. I will cure them and reveal to them the abundance of peace and truth. Young's literal translation says, Lo, I am increasing to it health and cure. And have healed them and revealed to them the abundance of peace and truth. We see a connection between healing and peace. Healing and peace. Here, healing, peace, and truth. Now notice with me in the gospel accounts. I know I'm giving you some scriptures, but uh, scriptures are good. Luke, the 8th chapter. The woman... With the issue of blood that had been these 12 years, been through all kind of procedures and spent all her money and was in worse shape than ever. Yet, when she heard about Jesus, where was the beginning of her miracle? When she heard. She heard about Jesus. She came in the press behind. She touched his garment. For she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And when she did, The Bible said she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. She felt the healing power of God. He said, virtue went out of me. Somebody touched me. She was aware when the power came in. He was aware when the power went out. This is not imagination. This is not fantasy. This is not mental gymnastics. The power of God, like God himself, is real. I said real. The power of God is real. Paul said by the Spirit of God, when I came to you, I didn't come with the enticing words of man's wisdom. But in demonstration of the Spirit and power, so that your faith wouldn't be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Somebody say, I have faith. I have faith in the power of God. I believe in the reality of the power of God. The scripture warns us that in the last days, there would be individuals who would have a form of godliness, but they would deny what? They would deny the power. Well, you can talk about it, but when you start talking about, okay, the power's here right now. The power's going to be ministered to you. You're going to receive the power. The power's going to heal you. Folks go, whoa, 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 whoa. That's strange. That's just because you're so far away from the things of God. It's always been that way. How many believe the power of God is real? Hallelujah. I've experienced the power of God. Anybody in here beside me, you've experienced some of the power of God. Brother Hagin said so when he was a 16-year-old boy, given up to die by the best doctors in his area, when the Lord told him to stand up if he believed he was healed, he did. Well, he said it like this. He said, well, people, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Well, people ought to be up at 10 o'clock in the morning. Do you believe you're well? He did. So he got up. And he said, as he's standing there, knees touching the ground, he was paralyzed from his waist down. 
holding on to the bedpost, sliding down it, declaring he was healed. He said it felt like warm honey just started piling up on top of his head. Didn't see it, but he felt it. And it began to ooze down over his uh, face and down over his, uh, his body. Just like he said, like warm honey or thick oil. Well, what, that's what anointing is. What does anointing mean? That's why oil, anointing with oil is a type of the power of God. It represents the real thing. And he said when it got to his, his waist and it got to his legs, they had been, he had no feeling in them. They're paralyzed. He said they begin to sting like you're putting thousands of needles in them. He said it hurt so bad, but it felt so good. He hadn't had any feeling. He's been paralyzed in his legs. And he said in just a few moments, he's standing there on his own power, praising God. Hallelujah. Because he's healed. Do you believe these kind of things still happen today? They happen in the gospel accounts. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the book of Acts. When did the Lord change? When did the great I am, the Lord who heals you, stop being the healer, the great physician. Never, never has, never will. People stop believing it. Preachers stop preaching it. Churches kicked it out. But God didn't change. I said, God didn't change. And around here, we receive it. I said, we receive it. We receive it. We will hear it and be healed. Said out loud, I am hearing. And I am being healed. Right now. Right now. See, it's not a man that heals you. It's the word that heals you. It's the anointing that heals you. Hallelujah. Healing is happening. Healing is happening. It's happening. Notice what Jesus told this woman that touched him. And the power flowed out of uh, him and into her. Luke 8, 48. When she finally came and told him what she did. He said, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. Do what? Go in peace. Another gospel writer said it the other way. Go in peace and be whole of your plague. What's peace got to do with with healing? Everything. They're connected. They're connected. Jesus bore the chastisement of our peace and by his stripes were healed. Goes together. That's how we could be healed because we could get rid of the anguish, the confusion, and get peace. Many problems are the result of lack of peace over a, an extended period of time. Many problems. Head problems, stomach problems, immune problems. Medical science is beginning to find this out more and more, that there's a connection between your life, your emotions, your beliefs, your relationships, your finances, and your health. Many still don't want to believe it, but it's always been that way. The scripture says in Hebrews 
talking about faith, that we which have believed do enter into rest. Do you believe it, saints? Put that up on the screen for us. Hebrews 3, 3, I believe it is. Hebrews 3, 3. We which have believed do enter into rest. The Bible talks about when people were healed and made whole. Also the word is used, they were restored. Remember the man that had the withered hand? It says his hand was restored whole as the other. I want you to examine that word. His hand was what? Restored. Was what? Restored. Was what? Restored. His hand was restored. Restored. What's the root word? Rest. Rest. Go in peace and be whole. Is there a connection? He bore the chastisement of our peace, which is our broken peace, and by stripes were healed. Is there a connection? Oh, you know there is. People are dying young. They're, they're getting old prematurely. They're wearing out early because they live stressed. And if the stress itself didn't do you in physically, it can weaken your body until something else can hurt you that wouldn't have bothered you otherwise. Something has access. Something can start and develop over a period of time until it takes you out early. You're not protected. Peace is protection. Rest is healing. Hallelujah. The peace of God is a manifestation of the presence of God. God's called the God of peace. And his peace slash presence will heal you. And restore you. Rest or you. The Lord is my shepherd. What if you're a smart little sheep? You're not a little independent minded sheep. You are one who follows hard after the Lord. And the Lord is your shepherd. What happens with you? I shall not want. I don't want. I don't lack. What? He leads me. Beside the still waters. What does he do? He restores. He restores my soul. Even if I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. What? I ain't afraid. I'm in rest. Why? Because he's with me. His rod and his staff. They comfort me. If you're comforted. You're not afraid. You're not stressed. Oh, can you see it, friends? Ends up saying, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Is that the path getting brighter and brighter into the full day sun? Why? I'm following my shepherd. I'm staying with him, and I'm not stressing. I'm resting. 
And many times when we're going to hear and be healed, that's what you'll be hearing. What will he tell you? Quit fearing. Stop it. Well, I'm, I'm not really fearing. Are you tense? That's what that is. I'm not, I'm not really afraid. I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I dread it. So same thing. Same thing. Just a different measure. You have slight tension and mild dread, and you got full-blown panic attack, mindless, out-of-your-head fear. It's the same stuff, just different degrees of it. And it's deadly. It's a killer. What faith in God will do for you, fear will destroy you. Going the other direction is perverted, distorted faith. That's why we're commanded. Be careful for nothing. Cast all your care over on him. Take no thought for the morrow. Talking about anxious worry and fear. Many Christians don't even believe that's possible. They hear it and the words just go bounce off their ear. They don't hear it. Will you hear it tonight? Can we hear it tonight? Can we by faith push aside the fear? Resist the fear? Resist the dread? Resist the tension? If you're going to be whole, if you're going to be restored, you got to rest. If you're going to be in faith, we which have believed enter into that rest and that peace. That's indescribable. That passes understanding. It'll keep your heart. It'll keep your mind. It'll heal your body. You can go in peace and be whole. Whatever it was that bothered you. I'm not saying it's a one time thing. That's the end of it. You'll be tempted to fear again. Maybe two hours later. Maybe tomorrow afternoon. You're in the world. All this stuff surrounds you. You're going to hear it and see it, and the enemy will tempt you. Focus on this, focus on this, and if you do, you'll tense up. Even though you're smiling and going through your day, your shoulders are tight as a rubber band, stretched tight. Tension wears things out, doesn't it? You can't be tensed, tensed, tensed. What does tense mean? It's stretched. Taunt, tight. What's going to happen? You can't keep doing that. It's going to start cracking. Is that right? It's going to start cracking. It's going to start breaking. It's going to collapse. It's going to break down. Something's going to break. And then people try to say, well, I don't know why the Lord put this on me. The Lord didn't put it on you. If you'd listened to him 20 years ago, none of it would have ever happened. But folks don't realize how important it is to read your chapter every day. To not just feed on junk all the time. To get quiet and rest and praise God and worship God and come to church and fellowship with people that are not just telling you problems all day long. Somebody that's going to talk positive. Talk victory. Talk words of peace. Oh, you want to get in with a good peace bunch. Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. I read this some years ago and it just it stuck with me. I called it then 
the lion and the crocodile. You like stories? Okay, get ready. Get ready, children. The lion and the crocodile. Here's a tale of two critters. The lion, king of beasts, roars mightily. Also, have you ever seen one? Maybe you'd only saw him in the zoo. But oftentimes, what's he doing? Not always, but often. Depends on the situation. Average lifespan, 10 to 14 years. But the croc, you ever saw him? Hanging out in the lagoon. One eye open. Age 70 to 100 years. Crocs know how to chill. (laughs) When that lion's bones are bleached and dry, Croc will still be sunning in the lagoon with one eye open. We can learn a lesson. Hmm? The more in my few years of walking with the Lord, I see this more and more. The things I used to get so upset about, the things that used to bother me so much, in growing a few years, you look back now and just shake your head and go, that was so dumb, that was so foolish. And I just know in my spirit, when we get out of here and grow even some more, we're just going to shake our heads going, that was just so useless. To stay so bent out of shape over that. And to get so wound up about that. It was just a total waste of our strengths and energies. And all it did was hurt us. And blind us. But the more faith you have right now. The more you crock out. (laughs) Chill out. You just go somewhere and says, well, you know. The city's falling off the edge of the earth. And you go, okay. Well, you know, my father's still on the throne just like he was this morning and and he can make us another city. And is everybody with me? You're listening. You're going to die. You've been diagnosed terminal. You're going to die. And here's where people oftentimes just lose it. Honey, we're all going to die. The Lord tarries is coming just that much longer. Even if you live another 50, 75 years, it's going to come and go so quickly. And you're going to look up and it's the day you're leaving here. You're going to be breathing your last. You're not ready to live until you're no longer afraid to die. What if I don't don't make it? What if I don't make it? You need to, don't, don't stick your head in the sand. If you've gotten a bad report or whatever, look it right in the eye. What if I die? I'm not afraid to die. I'm ready to die. Did I lose somebody? Yeah, but I'm too young. I'm not even talking about that yet. You're not ready to talk about that until you deal with this. Because Hebrews 2 says, Through death, the devil destroyed him who had the power of death. Put it up on the screen. Hebrews 2, 14. 
He destroyed him that had the power of death so that through death he might destroy him. Verse, verse 15. And deliver them who through what? Fear. Fear of death were all their lifetime what? Subject to bondage. If you don't get rid of that fear, you cannot be free. You cannot be. You, I don't care what you do. You will not be free. That Free of what? Fear. That fear will chew on you. You can put on a happy face, but it's gnawing on you all the time. What if I don't make it? What if I don't make it? What if this? What if that? They said it's incurable. They said it's advanced to such and such. They said, you've got to look death right in the eye and go, I know I'm going to die. The Lord tells is coming. I'm not afraid of death. Jesus conquered death and the grave for me. Hallelujah. I am a son of the resurrection. I am a child of the resurrection. Hallelujah. Now until you can get that settled, you're not ready to go on. Now once you get that done, I'm not saying it strong enough. You need to be 100% ready to die right now. Right now. That's one of the main reasons we preach the gospel. You, me, every one of us need to be 100% ready. Absolutely zero fear of dying right now. What will happen? I'm convinced what's going to happen to me. I can't believe it for you, but I can believe it for me. What's going to happen to me? (sighs) Breathe your last time. I'm going to slip out of this body. Like a hand slips out of a glove. And this body's going to fall because there's nothing to keep it up anymore. I'm going to go, wow. Look at that. Didn't know I was that old. (laughs) Then I'm going to go, I feel good. We're going to be completely free from all of the curse and constraints that we experienced. And you'll probably look up and your angel, I said your, your angel will be there. He'll go, hey, you ready? (laughs) Yeah. He said, come on, you're going to see some stuff. Come on, here we go. And I'm going to go to be with the Father. And see all my family and all my friends. They'll probably meet you. Talk about a party. Why should I be afraid of that? Hmm? That's not even the end of this body. The Lord's going to come back from heaven with the trumpet and a shout. And the bodies are going to be raised from the dead, incorruptible. I'm going to get to pick back up my body, but it's not going to be corruptible and mortal. It's going to be able to keep up with my spirit now. Hallelujah. And it'll be rejoined and forever we will be with the Lord. See, the devil will torment you with this. If you let him, what if you don't make it? What if you don't make it? What if you don't make it? What if you die? What if you, oh, you're going to die? You're going to die. You're going to die. You say, shut up. I know I'm going to die. I'm not afraid to die. If I died right now, I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, somebody needs to say, I'm ready. Come on, say, say, I'm ready. Are you born again? Are you a child of God? Is your name in the Lamb's book of life? Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for 
you. Is he doing it? They're working on your place tonight. They're working on your place. Now once you're no longer afraid to die. Then. You can turn around and say. But. I don't have to die with one of your stinking diseases. And I don't have to leave early. Hmm? With a long life, he'll satisfy me. And show, and I can go when the Lord and I get good and ready for me to go, and not until. But as long as you're afraid to die, you can't even get there. Because you'll be making confessions and going through the motions, but at the same time, you're scared you're going to die. And that fear will grip you. And put you in bondage. And hold you. You shall know the truth. And the truth. Shall make you free. Everybody stand on your feet. Hallelujah. 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 Oh somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going. To resist fear. We're going to put it on the run. We're going to run it out of here. Don't you let it be in your apartment. Don't you let it be in your house. Don't you let it be in your car. Fear of dying. Fear of not being healed. Fear of whatever. Not being able to pay your bills. Whatever the thing is. It is not God. God did not give us the spirit of fear. Close your eyes. Zero in on anything that you've been afraid of. Anything that's been chewing on you. Bothering you. Bugging you. Tormenting you. And said out loud like you mean it. Fear. Fear. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. I resist you. you. Leave me. Leave this place. place. I give you no place. place Any longer. In Jesus name. name. Hallelujah. 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 Say this out loud. I have the mind of Christ. His peace is mine. He has given me his peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.